if you imagine yourself walking on a path, right? A path, and I, I, I visualize this all the time. You're walking through a path, and the path can be your path. It can be a path through eelgrass going to a beach. It could be through the trees. It could be on a mountain. It could be wherever, you know, through the desert. Your, it's your path. And you visualize yourself walking along that path. And every time you do something that moves you towards your vision, your goals, your mission, your passion, your purpose, whatever it might be, every time you're taking an act that's in line with what you want in your life, you're taking a step forward. Mm -hmm. And all we need to do is take one little step forward constantly. What confidence is has nothing to do with winning or the leaderboard. What confidence is, is knowing that you giving your best efforts is enough. Okay, what's going on, Ben? Everything. Everything is going on. It's yes. true. Um, today, I wanted to talk to you about habits, good and bad habits. Um, something that I've thought a lot about over the years, um, and I don't know that you and I have I ever talked about I love that about you. It's very cool. Thank you. Um, I don't know that you and I have ever talked about habits specifically, so I'm excited to Which is hear strange. what you think. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. Because it's, it's the underpinning of so yeah. many things. And I think that, I think a lot about successful people, less successful people. And I think about you, obviously, in the former category. One of the things that I've always noticed about you is that you seem to, the reason you've been able to do a lot of what you do to the level that you do is because you've sort of developed these habits or this discipline around this, these habits. And, and the thing about you is that I've seen you deviate from those habits so infrequently hmm. to, to a degree that like I've noticed it. I've noticed that yeah. like you rarely aren't the, the person that you're trying to be, hmm. right? And that's impressive to me. So I'm curious where and how you started thinking about habits and when, um, when, they, when you started to be sort of intentional about it versus this thing's working. Let me just, I'll just keep doing it. Um. That's a cool little lead-in question statement. Oh, that, <laughs> so that's that's cool. Um, I think I first started. So first off, I, I wasn't always a, a slave to my habits. Mm -hmm. I wasn't always aware of my habits. I wasn't always aware of what it, the pursuit of excellence looks like. I didn't know what I wanted in my life. And um, you know, I was just I was at lunch with somebody just today, and I was talking about we were talking about you know my birthday's coming up, and they were saying um, you know we were talking about like. He was saying like, oh, if we can only be 25 again, I was like, no, I don't want to be 25 <laughs> yeah. again. Like I was a wreck. I was like, yeah. I was, it wasn't, I didn't have any good habits and a lot of bad habits. Yep. And I didn't know how my actions were dictating my life. So I, I, I'm much more fulfilled where I am now because I've instilled some habits that I'm proud of and I think will lead me towards a fulfilled life. Yep. So that kind of all shifted for me at all this kind of like happened as I was, creating this business, CrossFit mm -hmm. New England. Mm -hmm. um, I was I found something I was really passionate about. I um, I went from corporate business to ski bum, like I don't want to do any of this yeah. stuff. I wanted to, you know, with 9-11 happening, I wanted to like rewrite my life. Mm -hmm. um, came back, found fitness, started doing triathlons and personal training, found CrossFit and like head over heels. This is my passion. This is what I wanted for the rest of my life. I know what I want to be doing. And once I found that, that's when I like, started learning and reading and started diving into my craft. 
And it was so great because the two, I read three books right as I was opening up CrossFit New England. I read uh, The Mm E-Myth, which is Gerber, I think it is, um, which stands for The Entrepreneur's Myth. Really good for helping me kind of structure the business a little bit. Still have learned a lot since then. It was was a very, uh, you know, 101 um, type knowledge base. I read How to Win Friends and Influence People by Carnegie. Maybe one of the most impactful books I've ever read. Um, just the power of how you communicate with people and what that can what that can do mm-hmm. for coaches. It's a must. I think for anybody, for salespeople, for managers, mm-hmm. it's a must. Really, for anybody that has a relationship with anybody at any level, <laughs> it's a must. Yeah. Um, and the third book I read was uh, Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. And when I read that book. I didn't read it to finish it. And I think that's one of the biggest things. I read it to how am I going to use this to structure the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. And every chapter, every paragraph, I would reread and I take ownership of it. And I really wouldn't move on until I was like, okay, this is what this looks like, like. You owned it. Moving forward. Yeah. yeah. And can I, could I then talk to, my dad about this. Can I explain this to him? And when I did that, I was like, I started to really take a lot of ownership about, you know, the main thing is keeping the main thing, the main thing and Mm -hmm. putting first things first and urgent versus important issues. And all of those type of things that, you know, I feel like transitioned me from my past life to my current life. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was roughly 10 years ago now, I guess yeah, the 10 yeah, years. Yeah, 2009, 2008. Have you revisited that book since? Or do you feel like the the work that you put into it that first time really helped or was enough to sort of spawn whatever? I've, I've read probably four books in my life twice. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Holiday's Obstacles the Way, yep. um, Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, there's another one I just re- reread recently. I can't remember what it is. Um, and that's the, actually the next book. I just, I, I'm, that's the next book I'm going to read again a second yep. time. Yep. Um, it's literally the next one in my queue. Yep. Um, I really want to do that one a second time because I want to own it again. I realized yep. how impactful it was for yep. me. Okay. So where do you begin taking that sort of that... Um, that sort of intellectual understanding, at least of, of those habits and maybe mm-hmm. habits in general, and actually put them into practice in some way. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a very foundational thing. And anybody yeah. that's read it, it's not rocket science. And yep. it's not going to create any like major light bulb moments. It's stuff that you know and you know already, yep. particularly if you've listened to this podcast, you listen to anything, you read any sort of like this stuff. Yep. Like yep. it's not, I'm not saying go out and buy that book because it's, it's, um, it's great, but it's very foundational. Yep. Right. And what you end up finding out is a lot of the other stuff that you read and listen to, it's all referencing that yeah. anyway. Yep. Um, so what I've done since then is transform those in line with my core values, which people have heard a lot about in terms of what I try to do with my life is lo- live my life, love, lead, learn, leave a legacy. So I can be on my deathbed, look back and be like, I lived a fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be able to do. So what I want to do is be able to set up the habits and the daily rituals to make sure that I'm pursuing each of those five things throughout my life so I'm not getting pushed off track. And I think that's what you're referencing in the beginning is there is I'm – I'm, I don't want to say I'm a slave to it, but I am very disciplined in terms of when I'm at home. Like I want to make sure that 
family life is really important to me. I wanna make sure that I'm there and present for my family. It would be so easy for me on a singular one-off today. Like today, I can't, I, I'm, I, yeah, I know I'm supposed to leave the office right now, but I still have these 11 emails to read. I still have to do this programming and talk with this coach. So I'm not gonna really be home, you know, until about 45 minutes later than I would wanna be. And you just do that time and time yeah. again. You make these little one-off excuses. And the next thing you know, 10 years have passed and you don't have a presence in your kids' lives because you made off these one little things. It takes a level of discipline. And, you know, the saying is we are the sum of what we do. Excellence is then not a habit, but an act. That's really, it's an act that you're putting into place right now. I think that was Aristotle. The other thing that is this kind of realization that Everything we do, if you imagine yourself walking on a path, right? A path, and I, I, I visualize this all the time. You're walking through a path, and the path can be your path. It can be a path through eelgrass going to a beach. It could be through the trees. It could be on a mountain. It could be wherever, you know, through the desert. Your, it's your path. And you visualize yourself walking along that path. And every time you do something that moves you towards your vision, your goals, your mission, your passion, your purpose, whatever it might be, every time you're taking an act that's in line with what you want in your life, you're taking a step forward. Mm -hmm. And all we need to do is take one little step forward constantly. Like, is the next thing you're doing moving you towards your goals? Take massive action to that which moves you towards your goals or your vision. The similar to that, though, what I think people need to realize is that there's bad habits as well. Yeah. And bad habits don't keep you the same. There's no standing still on this path. There is no, you're always moving forward or backwards. Mm -hmm. So you're either taking a step farther away from those goals or a step forward towards those goals. And that's the, you know, it's the aggregation of marginal gains. It's these tiny, tiny little things. So here's the way I explain this is, Let's say you have a vision of what you want in your life and you want to be healthy, lean, fit, active, productive, and a benefit to your family deep into your 70s, right? Into your early 80s. Mm -hmm. Let's say that every single day you work an office job and every, you go out for lunch every day and you do a good job. And, but every single day you come back and you get that 2.30, 3 o'clock kind of slump in the afternoon. You're like, ah, oh. so you get up and every single day you get up and you stretch your legs and you walk to the around the office and you go to that little tray that's always in the office. It's either like every office is different. There's either cake or there's, yep. you know, um, cookies or there's like a, an M&M's jar. And every day you go and you take a handful or two of those things. Well, after one day, two days, three days a week, that's no big deal. It's, it's just, it's not that big of a deal. Yep. But that little habit that you have done over 10 to 20 years is going to be hugely effective. Mm -hmm. Now, if you eliminate that, that's a big difference. And it's this, imagine like a little a graph where, you know, as you're, 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 as you're going out on the graph, you're getting farther and farther and farther away from homeostasis, away from the norm. And it's going worse and worse and worse. And your health is declining more and more and more. Now, imagine if you eliminate that habit, you fall back to homeostasis. Mm -hmm. Now, let's imagine if you replace that bad habit with a productive habit. Mm -hmm. Let's say instead of going to that cookie jar, going to the M&M's bowl, going to the hard candy, going to get that piece of cake, let's say instead you have an apple. Let's say instead you 
journal. Let's say instead you go down, you're, you work on the 13th, flight, 13th uh, story. Mm-hmm. Let's say you take the elevator down and walk back up the 13 stories. It takes you six minutes to get back up. Imagine if you did that every single day, how your life would change. Now instead of this like trajectory which gets farther and farther and farther away from homeostasis in a negative effect, instead of just being neutral, you're taking this positive up and up and up and up. Let's say that's when you take your daily vitamins or whatever it is. Yep. But if you replace it with a bad habit with a good habit, all of a sudden you're making huge differences, like massive changes from somebody that, from yourself that would have kept a bad habit or yourself that would even just stay, kind of stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Um, two questions off of that. First, to go back a little bit to, to something that you said, and we've talked about it before, but it, it especially you know with this conversation, it, it, it feels like it's important to make sure we sort of hit it on the head, which is these ideas that these habits are built off of your core values. Mm-hmm. They're not just random, I should be healthier and therefore I do this. It's you've determined the things that are most important to you and then you've determined what habits need to need to be in place so that you act in accordance with those core values. And I think that that's the thing that a lot of people miss. Yep. They're sort of like, yeah. I have this vague sense that I should be doing the right thing. I, everyone else seems to be doing this or yeah. I saw some um, high level speaker talk about this or I saw, um, you know, I feel like this is the right thing. If these things are, you know, in this sense, you can almost switch out like habits for goals and yep. just taking action towards you. But it, it's way more impactful if they if they truly resonate with you, if it's something that you really want to instill into your life. So for me, for that, and one of those examples is, you know, my family. Mm-hmm. And the things I have in place to make sure that I'm doing that is I'm home, literally in the house by six o'clock every single night, and I don't check my phone, I don't check my computer once I'm home. So I'm home and I am present mm-hmm. completely. I check that every single day and I become a slave to the discipline of making sure that that happens. One day a week, I try and get home before five o'clock and that's the same thing. In the middle of every day, I contact my wife and I give her a phone call in the middle of the day because it's what she values. I know she's told me that's important to her. Similar, I send a text to my kids while they're at school with a little thing about, you know, like have a great day, mm-hmm. you know, and something along our family core values, whatever it might be. So that's, I know it's important to me. And now if I do that every single day, even if like something's like kind of pushing me off the rails somewhere else, like I have a pretty strong armory of what I've built up. And that's, I know that I'm moving towards a better, more productive family life. Mm -hmm. And you can do that same thing with if health and nutrition is really important to you. Making sure that every single day you are working out, that you have three good meals, that you eat plenty of vegetables, that you're hydrating and you put all those habits in place. But if if health isn't important to you and you're trying to do those things, well, you're just fighting in, you know, you're basically like, you know, trying to run up a sand dune. It's going to take you a lot of effort to not really go anywhere. You feel like you're doing homework. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like just doing work to yeah, do like work. Somebody told me to do this. So it's I like when you, you're told to read a book, and when, yeah. when you're supposed to like you read a book because you want to. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I don't think I, I don't think I ever read a book in high school. Like I'm, really? I'm being honest. I don't think I ever finished a book because school was boring. Because the books were irrelevant. 
Because you were stoned the whole time? What's the yes, <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> Not the stoned all the time. Yeah. I have to save that for college. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, it didn't, it didn't excite me. Yeah. I wasn't excited about learning whatsoever because yeah. I didn't have it. I, I didn't, like reading Jane Eyre. How does that, like yeah. a girl in the 1700s, I don't even know, 16, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't even know. How does that relate to me? How is that, like, it just like means nothing to me. Yep. Like Shakespeare means nothing to me. Mm -hmm. But I read something about, you know, Ray Dalio's principles. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I read, you know, um, Stephen Covey and I read, you know, I read Malcolm Gladwell. It's yeah. like, oh my God, I can yeah. use this. Yeah. It's like amazing. Yeah, you sort of alluded to that earlier in the conversation when when you were talking about when you found CrossFit and it and you sort of dove into it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you were you were able to be a student in that moment because it connected to, to some bigger thing that you were trying to trying to chase without that you probably wouldn't it wouldn't have stuck or wouldn't have or maybe you wouldn't have put the work in necessary yeah so the other side of, i mean here's the deal is like so maybe there is another side of this which is and it's not so much the learning aspect but habits you can <laughs> you can fake it till you make it a little bit mm -hmm. you can do that right like okay, I really want to get in shape. That is important to me. I want to, um, like, if you don't love it, you're not passionate about it right at the get-go, that's okay. You're a human being. Like, yep. like getting up at 5.30 in the morning to go to the gym <clears throat> is not exciting for most people. Like, saying no to the cookies and yes to a salad is not exciting for most people. So what you need to do in that case is literally fake it till you make it. And you have to just make sure that you're kind of giving yourself, here's how, maybe we should have started talking off, but there's there's a what are habits mm -hmm. right what 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 are these how do these things how do these things be are, how are they created yeah. right and habits are things that you um, habitually do you know you do them again and again and there's an actual mechanism that's creating it which is hormones mm -hmm. it's actually like there's the three R's of of um, habits the first one is a reminder mm -hmm. right where a trigger yep. triggers this thing. Whether it's a time of the day or it's an act that you did before it or whatever it is, you know, then from there, there's the routine, which is the habit itself with yep. the action you're taking. Yep. And then from that habit, there's a reward. Yep. And those are three arts, the reminder, the routine, and the reward. So for me, and a habit that I worked myself into was after dinner, I would treat mass treat yourself i would treat myself with these i would make these like parfaits mm -hmm. and they're healthy ish right yeah. it'd be a par it'd have some like steel cut oats or oatmeal or something like that it'd have uh maybe a little bit of greek yogurt have some almond butter maybe some chia seeds or some berries in it um and like just ridiculously delicious it's like so yummy so i would just i just got in the kind of habit of doing that and like I just started liking it and I, you know, it was my treat. The kids, I put, you know, did the kids whole night routine, did the pajamas, read them stories. A um, little bit of a stressful time for me because it's like, are they going to go to bed? Are they yeah. going to rebel? Or like, <laughs> you know, I need to get bed at a certain time if they start to rebel. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, now I'm not going to bed. Now yep. I'm not getting my sleep. My whole week starts to spiral <laughs> out of control. Yep. So it's a, there's a little bit of stress. Actually, side tangent, but I we did um, a stress analysis. I wore an HRV monitor for um for about a 48 to 72 hour period and monitored my stress levels throughout the day this and, recently uh this was or, years ago okay. this was yep. years ago it's actually when you have to wear them is before like whoops and stuff gotcha. like that yep you actually had to wear a chest monitor yep. um actually it was even a chest monitor it was 
like it, um, like you were getting like a, you put uh, this round circle on your chest and the other one on your ribs and yep. it measured through your heart. Okay. It's like <laughs> you get shocked yep. and like brought back to life. Yep. Um, Technology has come quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> quickly, right? And the cra two crazy things is measured your stress amongst a whole bunch of everything. Um, one of the least stressful times of my day by drastically was when I was coaching class. Huh. It's just like, it's like flow for me. It's yeah. my zone. Exactly it's my, it it's yeah. my Zen. It's my, it's my, you know, it's my Kung Fu. Yep. Like I just like, I, I love it and I thrive there. One of the most stressful times for me, which I, if you had asked me this, I never would have guessed this was putting the kids to bed. Yeah. And it's the thing that I do, like, I like it. I read them stories and when it goes really well, it's awesome. <laughs> but I think it's because there's that time like, is it going to go well? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Completely. Um, so anyway, like soul side <clears throat> tangent, but back to the, the three R's of reminder, routine and reward. What would happen is after I put those kids to bed, that's was my reminder. Yep. It's been an hour and a half since dinner. Now it's time to treat yourself. And I would have this thing and the having it, actually making it and eating yep. it was the routine. Yep. And the reward was, oh, it's so relaxing. It tastes so good. And I'm so full and the taste buds and like yep. the dopamine response of like the drug addict, like, oh yes, this is amazing. So it didn't take very long for that to create its own little habit in this little habit loop where reminder, routine, reward. And the reward re creates that. And when that reminder comes up again, it's like, oh, remember how good yep. this was? Yep. Go do this thing. Go do this thing. To the point where here's where it gets crazy. I had a Pavlov's dog type thing where Pavlov's dog is the thing with remind. People don't know. I'm sure everybody yeah. has heard this, but um, Pavlov was this. Uh, help me out. He was a um, psychologist yeah. or something. He had or a behavioral dog. psychologist. Behavioral psychologist had a <clears throat> dog, and the routine was he would ring a dinner bell. The dog would come running. Eventually, learned the dog eventually learned that dinner bell means dinner is going to be served, which means that he then goes to the bowl, eats his dinner. When he eats his dinner, the normal process of digestion is dogs start salivating from the mouth, drooling. Mm -hmm. Well. What happened in a very short period of time was ring the dinner bell before the dog ate, he started salivating because it was a reminder and skipping the routine, the reward thing started coming about and the the responses, the hormones started going. It's like, I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat, mm -hmm. I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat. Here it comes. It's going to be so good. That's what's happening with me. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to break this thing. I tried it with sheer willpower. <laughs> and you know what, what the crazy thing was? It was like, so I would eat dinner and an hour and a half after dinner, I'd be like really hungry. Mm. I'd be like, that's kind of weird. Like I only ate an hour and a half ago. So I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to eat two dinners to make sure I'm not hungry an hour and a half. So I would eat dinner. And then while everyone else is cleaning up and doing their thing, I would get another full dinner, literally another whole yep. 800 calories. And I'd eat a whole nother dinner. Well, guess what happened an hour and a half later? Still. My stomach would literally, this is, I'm not exaggerating this and I wish I, I like recorded or something. My stomach would literally growl mm -hmm. out loud to where people sitting next to me like, dude, what is <laughs> How are up you with still that? hungry? <laughs> How are you still hungry? You just ate twice as much as everyone else here. Because yeah. my body was like, you are going to get that reward. Start the digestive process. Yep. Here it comes. You're going to get food. And it's like to beat that with willpower is freaking hard yeah. like to beat a growling stomach when it's physical pain not just mental but it's actually like you're not just saying like oh i'm just it's not that i'm hungry it's just that i want to eat it's like no you are 
You're, yeah. you, but the crazy thing is, it's not hunger. It was t- showing up as hunger, but it's not. It couldn't be. I just had an extra half a day's worth of food. It's not hunger, but it shows up as hunger. And this is the powerful thing for people that are like, I really want that cookie. I really want that. Your brain is telling you really want that and it's real, but it's not because you're hungry. It's because you've created a loop in your system that you get that reward if you have that cookie. It feels good. It tastes good. Dopamine, hormones. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And that your body is so so set up for that short-term reward response. Mm -hmm. It doesn't think the long-term at all. It can't because that's the way we are evolutionary as human beings. So what you need to do in that point is you have two choices. Be a freaking monster, badass, mental beast mm-hmm. and beat it with willpower. And like, I don't care, you're growling. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Or you you substitute out the routine, right? There's always going to be me putting the kids to bed and an hour and a half to dinner. That's what's always going to happen. I'm not going to negate that. Yep. So that's the case. What I need to do is shift out the routine for something. But I need to make sure the routine is still creating a reward. Mm-hmm. If I just substitute the routine for like, you know, um, you know, stabbing myself in the forehead with a pencil, like mm-hmm. that's not going to help anything. Yeah. So what I need to do is substitute out the routine. So what I did, and this worked really well, and it's the most meatheady thing ever. And it's embarrassing <laughs> to even say it. Is the first thing I would do is I would go upstairs and I would um, brush my teeth. I would do my nightly routine of mouthwash and yep. brush my teeth and floss. Yep. And that gave me like. Just this like, I don't have this like metallic taste in my mouth. I'm not looking to digest anything. I'm not, it gave me this reward of like, ah, minty fresh breath. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't that tempted to eat. And then I would do 30 Mm push-ups. I'm so meat-heady, but I got this, not the dopamine response, I got the endorphin response. Mm -hmm. So endorphins are there to mask physical pain to keep you going through exertion. It's like when the cavemen were running after or running away from danger or trying to catch their food, they would get a runner's high to keep them going. Yep. It actually is like, it feels good at that point. Well, you get a little one of those from push-ups. You also get a little dopamine response of like, I'm checking a box mm-hmm. and I'm getting buffer, I'm getting stronger, I'm, mm-hmm. make, I'm moving the needle in a positive way. So I'm shifting out the hormones in a positive way from this dopamine thing of, oh, this feels, I mean, it's not dopamine for the other one, serotonin is actually probably the one that's coming up for yep. the, the sugar thing. Yes. But I'm getting a, a positive hormonal response. And all of a sudden, there's a reward loop at the end of that system. And now it's when, guess what? You do that for two, three, five days a week. And all of a sudden, it's put the kids to bed an hour after after dinner. And then all of a sudden, I, what I do is I go brush my teeth, floss, mouthwash, do 30 push-ups, and I feel good. And I don't want to go downstairs and have that thing anymore. Yep. Is it an instant switch flip? Is it easy as that? No. It still takes some willpower. Is it easier to have the parfait? Absolutely. Is it taste better to have the parfait? Absolutely. But it's it's not going from the parfait to 100% willpower, mm, which is brutal. Brutal, yeah. The cold yeah. turkey wouldn't be good either. There's yeah. no there's no response <laughs> to that. That's either. a tryptophan response. <laughs> you fall asleep though. Yeah. Um, That's actually a misnomer, you know, about yeah, tryptophan. Yeah, you've told me that before. Yeah. Yep. Um, or I've heard you say that before. It takes like a pound you of tryptophan to, to like put you to sleep. You have to eat 17 yeah, you have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and all your family don't yep. have tryptophan to fall asleep. Um, okay, so where, how do you, how do you start to, to develop good habits? Like, do you first identify what you want and then how to build a habit around that? Do you start to identify where are my bad habits and how can I, how can I replace those bad habits with something positive? Like, where, where's step one? 
any of the above, right? Yeah. Anything that moves you towards your goals is a good action. Mm -hmm. So, it, I mean, anything that you listen to, we could probably list 10 other first places to start. They're all legit. There is no right one place. So if it's, let's try to create a better habit. Let's try to take a bad habit and make it, um, let's try and eliminate it. Let's try and switch out a bad habit for a good habit. Let's try to um, figure, out, figure out what's important in my life and then create actions that can follow behind that. I don't think there really is a right or a wrong place to do that other than just realizing it's these small little steps that add up to the big things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's the snooze alarm, mm -hmm. right? So you snooze one day, no big deal, dude, whatever. Like you're a human being, you can snooze. But if you hit the snooze alarm every single day for the next five years of your life versus waking up on time 15 minutes earlier and getting up and doing a morning routine of gratitude and journaling, I'm telling you, you're gonna be a different human being five years from now. Mm -hmm. Literally, that's a huge difference for one thing. Now, if you do that 10, 12, 13 times throughout the day for all these little things here or there, so let's say you hit the snooze alarm. Instead, you get up and you journal, right? Let's say you um, get up in the morning, you put on the news, and you just kind of like mindlessly listen to the news as opposed to you read stoicism, mm -hmm. right? Um, let's say that you then go to work and um, you speed to work and you grab uh, a, a donut on the way versus you leave work 15 minutes early, set up yourself enough time to get to the office and do some mindfulness practice while you have a, um, a healthy smoothie that you made at home or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like already we're at, we're at 8.30 in the morning and you're a different human being. Totally. You've just described two, two completely different people. Like one is trajectorying towards like, <clears throat> I am going to be a victim of society and miserable with my life versus somebody that is thriving towards excellence. Yep. And you just kind of keep setting up those habits throughout the day. And all of a sudden in, and this, I'm talking about over five years, it, if you do that, the sum of all those things, in a month, you're going to be a different place, yeah. right? That's what's kind of exciting is if you kind of go <laughs> wholesale, like I'm going to rewrite this whole thing. One of the ways that I've, um, you know, it's, I don't know if we're talking about habits or, but is I've created, a, you just list out, what does my, what does a great day look like? I yeah. tried to do what does a perfect day look like? Yeah. And it's really, you get stuck. Mm -hmm. I know it's really hard because mm -hmm. a perfect day probably doesn't have a lot to do with what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's going to be like, I'm going to wake up on a beach in Maui right. and I'll be skiing in, you know, um, skiing in Utah in the afternoon. <laughs> it's like, that's a perfect day. Yeah. But it's not possible. Yeah. Right. So what relative to my regular day, what's a really what's good, a good day? What's like? the best version of your day? Yeah. What's yeah. I love that. What's the best version of my day? And if you do that, like all of a sudden you can see like, here are the chunks. Now inside the chunks, what are the habits I can put in place, mm -hmm. right? So for me, waking up with a sense of gratitude and excitement is important to me. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to snooze because the snoozing is the very first thing you do is putting off the very first thing you're supposed to do. Snoozing is losing. You're like, isn't that incredible? Like the yeah. very first thing you have to do today, you're not going to do. Put, it, put yeah. it off. Yep. <laughs> so the first thing I want to do is make sure I wake up right away and I get in the shower and in the shower, I'm going to try and find something to be excited about. Mm -hmm. Whether that's something I'm grateful for or something that's coming up in the day that I'm excited about or something I get to talk to you about or something I'm going to read or a meeting I'm going to have or just a chance to, um, to coach Katrin or this exciting program I'm going to do. So in the shower, I'm trying to think about something exciting. you know. And from there, it's a matter of trying to create the morning routine of then I, you know, whatever, I brush my teeth, do all that stuff, yeah. get dressed. Um, go downstairs and I start to make um, um, 
uh, like a pre-workout thing, like I, um, I really held not like, um, caffeine and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but like of uh, slow working carbs that are not going to spike my insulins and set me up for a healthy day and get my post-workout nutrition online, you know, make sure I have the right balance of carbs and protein. Then I spend about five, 10 minutes, um, with stoicism and journaling where I'll either read something about it and, or right now I'm doing, uh, the daily stoic journal. So every day I'll write a little something in there, a little self-reflection to start the day. I go toward to the gym and I'll alternate. It's about probably two thirds of learning and a third of self-reflection or brainstorming. Most of the time I put on a book on tape and listen to something and try and learn something on the way there. Usually what happens is that ignites something in me mm-hmm. and about my car rides about 11 minutes to the gym. Usually about, I can, I actually know the light that I'm at when I do this. <laughs> Usually about like seven minutes in, I'll stop it because mm-hmm. I can't do two things at once. Yep. And I'll let that kind of brainstorm action take place. Yep. I'll come to the gym and I'll sit in the parking lot and I'll write a note to myself of what that thing is. Then I walk in the gym and I start my warm-up routine for working out. And I work out for an hour and a half, two hours. At the, you know, by after my workout, I take a shower and I'm ready to coach my class. By 8.15, I've created this morning routine that's going to set myself up for success. You win the morning, you win the day, yeah. right? First things first. I've already done so much of live, love, learn, lead. Oh, another thing I do with Heather in the morning is I read to her a passage from this book that I have um, about how to be an exceptional parent. Mm. We share that together. It's like a little morning thing that we share together. Um she waves goodbye to me outside on the porch. Every It's just like, we have a great morning. It's relaxed. It's quiet. It's slow. It's um, I'm just a big fan of creating habits early in the day mm-hmm. because at least then, if let's say after that, after I work out, I'm, I worked out, I know I'm going to coach my class that happens every day. If things get totally derailed from 10 o'clock on, like I'm still pretty I'm still good. Okay. I'm still okay. Yeah. I've already done a lot of things to move me towards my goals. Yep. You know, in terms of those core values of live, love, lead, learn, and leave a legacy, I've already done kind of all of them. Yeah. Now I've I still have, you know, 10, 12, 14 more hours to kind of do more, mm-hmm. but I don't that's all bonus play. Yeah. Awesome. Leave it there. Cool. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. <laughs>